Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Potion Podcast. I'm your host, Steve Crothy. I'm Paul Sparker. I was a little too uh, early hitting the record <laughs> button, so it started off with the Potion Podcast. <laughs> Steve Crothy. I'm Potion Podcast. So, today, we've got a little bit of a new segment that we're introducing, something that we'll probably do, you know, once, twice a year, and that is, what should you be playing on Xbox Game Pass? Uh, I, I know for me, specifically, sometimes I get choice paralysis yeah you open up game pass and there's a hundred plus games at your fingertips to download and it's just like what should i play so steve and i have gone through everything that is currently on game pass as of october 23rd so obviously if you're listening to this a little late things could have changed because things you know leave and get added to game pass but we just thought we'd give you guys some general suggestions uh some recommendations in different genres. Mm-hmm. So like if you're looking for a first person shooter, check this out, so on and so forth. Um, and, you know, I, I feel like, you know, every day I'm seeing friends and family members jumping on the Xbox bandwagon or getting Game Pass that never had it before. And maybe they don't know where to start. So figure we could help them out. Yeah, there's a lot out there. Whew, is there a lot out there? So uh, that's what we're going to be doing this week. Um, buddy. Do you have any recent Cindy questions for us? Actually, yeah, she had one today. It's not like a um, hilarious, funny question, but she wanted to know what your favorite time period is for gaming. My favorite time period for gaming. I don't know that I have one that I can say beats out all the others. Mm-hmm. I would say the 360 generation from like 2008 or nine till the end of that console life uh, cycle is one of them Mm -hmm. you know playing online with you guys like having an easy way to play games online with people right i think that's not what she asked that's that is awesome and i totally agree with you that as far as our time periods go that that was my favorite too i think she meant in terms of like the games themselves like um feudal japan or game setting right, right 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 Ooh, now that's a tough question I'm always going to be drawn to the sci-fi side of things. You know, it's why Mass Effect is one of my favorite 
game series. It's why I prefer Halo to your Call of Duties mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and things like I'm I'm more interested in the fantastical than the real world. You know what I mean? Totally makes sense. Yeah. So I'd say like a general sci-fi sort of future setting, but then those spin off into so many different genres where you have like, you know, uh something like Mass Effect or then you could get into the more like cyberpunk, not the game cyberpunk, but the like aesthetic mm-hmm. cyberpunk type stuff. Or then you can get into weird like Final Fantasy, techno futuristic fantasy stuff. Like, you know, there's a lot of different <clears throat> aesthetics and genres, genres within yeah. mm-hmm. sci- the sci fi stuff. You know, I do enjoy a good post apocalyptic story, but. Same. They're also a little played out to me in some regards. Like, obviously, you have your heavy hitters, like the Last of Us games that really nail it. Fallout mm-hmm. was really good about it, and so on and so forth. So it's not without its merits. Um, Feudal Japan would be a big one for me, but there's not a lot of example. Like, right. obviously, the big one for me would be Ghost of Tsushima, but Sekiro, Sekiro which I haven't played a lot of, and I need to. Ghost of Tsushima is a good one. I remember Tenchu back in the day was a really Tenchu fun one. Stealth Assassin. Yeah, I love you that. You know one. what games I liked back in the day were the Onimusha games. Never played those. I remember them. But sick, never played them. buddy. They were like feudal Japan Resident Evil games. Oh, sick. Woo! <laughs> Man. <laughs> That's a series I'd love to see them bring back. Nice. I, speaking of which, but remind me to circle back around to this. What would be your favorite setting? Um, probably like the dark fantasy stuff. I would, I would have guessed that for you. Dark fantasy. That's another big one to me. Like part of the reasons I like video games so much is because I can go and inhabit all these different worlds and settings that I'm into dark fantasy, even, you know, high fantasy, Mm -hmm. dark sci-fi, lighter sci-fi, so on and so forth. Um, I totally agree. I I like the post-apocalyptic stuff as well. mm -hmm. You know, um, I don't know the stuff you always fantasized about as kids. I I'm not as big on the zombie genre as these days. They killed it for me, man. Yeah, too much, of, mm-hmm. too much, too much. Like there was definitely I was definitely into zombies in their heyday for video games. Your Left for Dead's and you know things like that were a good time. I think um, State of Decay was a, a fun game to fuck around with. I never played the second one, but yeah, I'm a little burnt out on zombies. Mm-hmm. Yeah, in modern day kind of stuff is eh, you know um it, it it's not bad but like a lot of times i want some escapism with my uh yeah yeah i'm just you know what like i'm i'm just not interested in modern day military shooters that oh, much yeah you the know? military stuff i mean i will we'll definitely be playing some battlefield you know but yeah but even that i mean i know it's only 20 something years in the future but even that has a bit of a like a a sci-fi element to it right there's like boston dynamics dogs running around <laughs> killing you and shit that's you right. know it's like 2042 um so that's definitely one that um just doesn't interest me as much like i like a good bit of an escapism to me the setting of the game is important but maybe not as important for me personally as allowing me to affect the storyline you know what I mean? That's almost more important to me for games that I really dig. You know, The Witcher, 
with its di- branching story and, and Mass Effect and even things like Fallout and stuff. That's a big part of games that I like. And mm-hmm. then if you can put out a sequel that takes those decisions into effect, <laughs> watch out now. Even better. Watch out now, fella. So <clears throat> what I was going to ask you, do you have, we were talking about Onimusha, what are some game series that we haven't heard from in a while that you'd like to see come back or be reboot rebooted hmm max Payne would be a good one mm-hmm. i think that could definitely be pulled off i'm a fan of you know remedies other stuff i'll probably talk about control here in a little bit after as far as an xbox game pass game goes. yeah but um yeah i'd love to see some max Payne action did that Rockstar Max Payne 3 not do very well? Like, I have no idea. I loved it. I, I thought it was really good, too. But then that was all we've seen yeah. from Max Payne. Super bummed that it hasn't made the trip over you know, backwards compatibility for some reason. There's something weird about yeah. that. Because yeah. it seems like an easy quality game to add to, to backwards compatibility. Right. But for whatever reason, it hasn't yet. Um, you know, another one that uh, would be kind of fun is Dino Crisis. Which was the Resident Evil, but with dinosaurs, but with dinosaurs kind of deal. Yeah, um, Capcom as well. Um, Dragon's Dogma. I think we've talked about that in a little bit. It's been too long since since one of those came out because there's only one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, once again, like a really cool franchise that, or well, not even a franchise, a really cool game that I could have seen spawning off into a franchise that never did, or spinning off rather. Um, for me. Um, you know, I think a really cool one, and this is one you hear people always talk about, the Splinter Cell. Mm-hmm. The oh, fact that that it. hasn't come, they haven't done a new one of those, mm-hmm. it's bananas to me. Yeah, and we talk about not really digging on the military stuff, but those games are great. I played the most recent one, I think. Um, uh, that was like a 360 game, mm-hmm. but I loved it. Me like, too. It was great. Like, <laughs> towards the really end fun. of the 360's lifespan, when I was waiting for the one to come out, and like, you know, get buying digital games was super cheap on the 360 store i picked up the two latest splinter cell games and played them and they were great they were so good i thought they were fantastic Um, the the um little hub ship that you mm -hmm. could upgrade you know it's weird to say this because it it doesn't feel like it's been as long as it is but you know it's been six years since a metal gear solid game Mm. and we that's a be careful what you ask for type situation, right? Because Kojima probably won't be involved if mm-hmm. they do another one. Yeah, I've, I've heard rumors of a uh, remake of 3. Yeah, which so. could be cool. Yeah, Snake Eater was a good one. Um, it's just weird to me that like such a beloved franchise is just gone. Mm-hmm. You know, they did that shitty Metal Gear Survive game that nobody liked. Yeah, I never really played that and one. And wasn't interested. And I liked the Phantom Pain. The Phantom Pain was intense as far as like what you're used to in a Metal Gear game to what it became. Yeah. But it was they had a lot of crazy cool, cool ideas. Stuff. And mm-hmm. I feel like maybe they just got it out the door a little too quick. It fell apart a bit towards the end. Um Metal Gear Solid, I would be interested, but it might be one of those like it, maybe it's better off if the yeah. dude's not involved. Be yeah. careful what you wish for, kind of deals. Yeah, yeah. Um, Twisted Metal is one that I know people have talked about, and we have talked about. I think that that's actually being worked on. I think somebody else is doing it. I feel like somebody recently acquired that franchise. 
Yeah, it's one of those things I've seen some rumors about, but nothing confirmed, it seems like. Mm -hmm. But, you know, Twisted Metal, with the popularity of, like, um, Rocket League, I know they're not the same type of game. Um, I could see you making a awesome free-to-play Twisted Metal game. Oh, that's it. Uh, and I found it. It's Destruction All-Stars, people. Oh. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. That's why hmm. I wasn't, like, I remember reading that and being like, yeah, I don't know. Because we tried out Destruction All-Stars and Cause it Twisted, didn't really do it for me. Twisted Metal is dark. And it's a different beast, man. <laughs> yeah. Uh, hmm. yeah, we'll see. Peace hmm. and love and all, best of luck. Yeah, but I, I'll, I'll be waiting you know what I want? At least to check that one out. And I don't know. Maybe this won't hit with you like it did with me back in the day. But a game that I would be all about if they announced a new entry, Power Stone mm. from the Dreamcast. I remember era. that nice little fighting game. Ooh, it was like a. It was Cap Capcom once again, three mm-hmm. D sort of uh, fighter. And the whole concept was you could collect these Power Stones in the match and then your character would morph into their ultimate form they would transform it was so sick you want to talk about a game i put a lot of time into on the dreamcast the original power stone loved it then never played the second one don't know why no clue why i don't think i ever played the sequel either I don't know, man. But once again a franchise is just gone and you know a lot of these things maybe we're talking about them and Maybe the last two Splinter Cells sold like dog shit, and that's why we haven't gotten one or whatever it may be. But um, you mentioned in last episode, Unreal Tournament made me think of this. Yeah, I love that game, too. That was one of the first real intense first-person shooters I got into. Yeah. So that's just some of the games I could think of off the top of my head. I know... We'll get done with this, and I'll be like, oh, man, I can't believe I didn't say whatever. Half-Life. <sighs> what a weird fucking situation, man. I know. You put out two of the most well-regarded first-person shooters. Yeah, iconic. It propels your company to be able to create Steam. And now you are... Gabe Newell fucking pre-comes money you know what i mean (laughs) he just has money oozing out of his dick when he gets excited and like okay they're like okay here's half-life 2 here's half-life 2 episode 1 and episode 2 there's an episode 3 coming bro are you tool insert john travolta looking around (laughs) game yeah and then they did half-life alex which i haven't played haven't played yet i need to check it out on my vr set and Apparently, it may be hints at more Half-Life stories, but, like, fucking get to it, guys. <laughs> no shit. You know? Come like, on, man. You and I love Half-Life. Yeah. Half-Life, the original, came out when I was heavily ent- entrenched in PC Me gaming. too. Yeah, Because there was uh, a time when I sort of... Late I had consoles, but I was focused more on PC gaming. Um, And then Half-Life 2... And all that comes out. And so, like, at what point is it too far out to continue? You know what I mean? Like, are kids today that are playing Fortnite or, you know, I know Fortnite's always the fucking butt of the joke, but who are playing any game, you know, who are playing Deathloop, Mm -hmm. 
are they going to be interested in a Half-Life 3? Are they going to have the context right. to be interested in a Half-Life 3? It's a good point. And, like, did you fuck around too long and now it doesn't matter if you make a Half-Life 3? I don't know. I mean, Tool still hit number one when they came out Sheesh. with their recent records. So. Don't tell Eric Strothers, though. Oh. <laughs> don't let, we don't bring that up around Strothers. He's not a fan of the new record? He's not a fan of who they dethroned from number one. Oh, he's a fan of who they dethroned from oh, number one when they came out. T-Swift, I see. Steve, we don't push it. Bro, he's going to be talking about how I pronounced something. <laughs> he's going to be listening on, on half speed, listening to every single syllable and be like, oh, number one on the charts, huh? Well, guess what I heard in a Facebook group? The Swifties told me this. <clears throat> so, yeah. Um, yeah, I just don't know. It, it's weird when it's been so long and it became such a meme about Half-Life 3. Mm -hmm. that If they ever do it, it's going to cause there's going to be hype and people yeah. are going to be excited. But I just don't know. Is it only ex exciting for old dudes like us? Maybe. You know, <laughs> I don't know, man, because like I know me, you and Nick. Woo blow the top off our heads for real but so I'm, excited. i mean when did the orange box come out i don't know because you may have gotten some younger people into it then. yeah well okay speaking of the orange box how have we not gotten another portal game yeah. since two yeah critically loved video game game critics were tripping over their nutsacks to <laughs> praise that game rightfully so portal one and two yeah how what no more yeah, I no know. more. Now we got Turtle Rock Studios making <laughs> Back for Blood, which I've heard isn't bad. To be fair, I, I can't speak to it. I haven't played it, but like that should have been Valve putting out more yeah. Left for Dead games. Yeah. It should be Valve putting out more Portal games. It's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. They get bored. I think. Can you imagine if Nintendo, right after Super Mario Three, was like? Meh. Mario 2. Meh. Let's not do anymore. You know what I mean? Yeah. Or after imagine. fucking uh, A Link to the Past. Nintendo was just like. Mm. Yeah. They're bungee quitting after Halo 3. Well. You know, Reach was real good. Real good. I don't want to talk about post-Reach bungee. <laughs> You mean the game that makes it feel like a job? Yeah, and not even like a not even a dream job. <laughs> Woo! Okay, so why don't we jump to our topic? Our topic for discussion. What genre do you think we should start with? How about first person shooters? I think first person shooters is the perfect genre to start off with. All right. So, like I said, we're going to be giving you guys some Xbox Game Pass suggestions and sort of talking about them briefly, like obviously we can't break each of these games down. To me, first-person shooters on Xbox Game Pass come down to two things. Doom, <laughs> the newest reboot of Doom, and obviously Doom Eternal, but right. you probably want to play Doom. Those were first. Definitely what I was going to say for sure. And the Master Chief Collection. Mm-hmm. Between those, you have so much kick-ass first-person shooter 
gaming at your fingertips. You know, whether it's just you want to play a first-person shooter campaign, go with the two Doom games. Or, you know, you can play the Halo ones too, especially if you've never played Halo, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, and I mean, the Master Chief Collection, for getting that amount of content is insane. Like, this is insane how much is on there. It's Halo 1, Halo 2, Halo 3, Halo 4, Halo 5. Well, not Halo 5, excuse me, that's separate. But uh, Halo ODST, Halo Reach. Am I missing anything? Nope. Is that it? Okay. And you can play multiplayer for any of All those of games. Mm-hmm. And that's the thing, like... And it's still being, like... Uh, it, it. You know, there's still a community playing. Mm-hmm. Which is a big thing, because... If the community drops off and it takes you forever to find a fucking game, what's the point? Yeah. But with having the multiplayer crossplay with PC and console, you're going to be able to find games. It's bungee shooting, which, look, I don't really dig Destiny, but you can't take away the fact that it controls yeah. like a masterpiece. Right, yeah. The, and the, the genesis of all that Destiny's great. is in Halo. So for first-person shooters, I would say... Those would be my suggestions. You know, if you have Game Pass Ultimate, you have access to EA's selection of Game Pass games as well, which will get you things like the Battlefield games and whatnot, which are fun, but it's almost to the point where, like, the new one's about to come out, maybe wait. Right. Now, same thing can be said for Halo, because we're just a couple of months away from Infinite's release... Which will also be on Game Pass. Which will get day one Game Pass. Day one Game Pass. Yeah, and Halo Five is also on Game Pass. And mm-hmm. I mean, if I would say if you wanted to get on there and play like some tight multiplayer, Halo Five is your go. I think. Like, yeah. You know, the multiplayer is good in that other stuff, but I feel like Halo Five's multiplayer still stands out to me. It's pretty um, tight. I also want to throw out Prey. Which Prey is good. I really, really like Prey. Um, it's it's a little more deliberate. It's not like hev- action heavy, whereas like Doom is like the action game. Like that is steroids at, pumping into your eyes and ears. <laughs> you know? You're looking at games on either side of the spectrum. Mm-hmm. You have the more deliberate, almost sort of RPG ish. Absolutely. Prey. Yeah, it's got like Bioshock roots a little bit. Yeah, and then on the other side of just like mindless fucking chaos fun chaos and i wouldn't even go so far as to say i i know what you mean it wasn't an insult but i wouldn't even say mindless hell and doom eternal you have to switch weapons so often that you that there's just no way like in fact i've almost preferred the first doom reboot 2016 because you can just kill everything with the shotgun right (laughs) right worry about it um you know i also wouldn't discount titanfall and titanfall Mm. 2 Titanfall 2 has... Uh, Titanfall 1 is multiplayer-only great yeah. game, but the campaign in Titanfall 2 is, is absolutely worth your time. One of the best first-person shooter campaigns It's out really there. good. There's um, there's a level they have. I won't spoil it here, but it blew my mind when mm-hmm. I played it. I still think about it from it's time to time. It's so good. So, you know, if you're not looking to play online, but you want to play a first-person shooter, look, Titanfall 2 has an excellent campaign. Do it. And I it's would, not long... You know, if you're into Star Wars, Star Wars Battlefront 2 is up on there with EA Access if you have Game Pass Ultimate. And Star Wars Battlefront 2 also has a very solid campaign. And the multiplayer portion, as it stands now, what they got it to eventually, is 
basically pure Star Wars fantasy fulfillment. You want to fly ships, you can fly ships. You want to be Darth Vader or Boba Fett or Darth Maul or uh, Emperor Palpatine, uh, General Grievous, Count Dooku, uh, Han Solo, Luke Skywalker. Like, it's got all the characters. You can participate in giant battles on beautifully rendered uh, representations of all these Star Wars locations. I say give it a shot. I know it got a bad rap when it came out, um, but I feel like it should have gotten an equally... Um, an equal amount of praise for where they eventually got it to. So, um, let me also throw out um, Alien Isolation. If you're looking for like a different kind mm-hmm. of first person experience, that one's really creepy. Especially Halloween is just around the corner now. When we're recording this, it'll be out of past Halloween. But um, that game is really good as terms of atmosphere. Mm-hmm. Really creepy and good as well. Worth checking out if you're looking for a jump scare. Yeah, and if you are a fan of the Alien franchise, I don't know that there has ever been a better Alien game yeah. than Alien Isolation. Oof. That Fireteam Elite that came out a little while ago, I heard that it had like less than like, 300 yeah, people playing or something. Bad. I feel bad. Yeah. So I'd say definitely check that out as well because it's creepy. <clears throat> All right. For the next genre. I think this is going to be one where we have a little less, um, a little, not as many to choose from, and that's Mm -hmm. fighting games. Games that we're both fans of, fighting games. Right. I didn't even think about that genre on here. (laughs) I want to put forth a game that I feel was criminally underrated, talking about a reboot done by a different company that is rock solid and very good is Killer Instinct from 2013. Mm, yeah, yeah, that is a good game. It's a very good game. Yeah, as far as like something you can get on Game Pass, like mm-hmm. it's it's excellent in fact. It is. And if you were a fan of Killer Instinct back in the day, you're going to like it, I think. Yeah. Um and they've done a lot of, you know, they've added characters and and stuff like that. So I it comes highly recommended for me. I feel like, you know, with all the launch trouble that the Xbox 1 had, it kind of got swept under the rug. And the fact that it's, you know, no hate to Killer Instinct, but Killer Instinct was never on the level of Street Fighter or Mortal right. Kombat or Tekken or Soul Calibur. So since it was sort of a C-tier fighting game franchise, it didn't make waves, but it's good. Yeah. And I know what you're going to say for this other one, so let me cut you off. <laughs> Just say. Talk about that boy. <laughs> Last night. Yeah, we discovered a game on Game Pass that we had a blast. A little with. hidden gem that nobody's ever played <laughs> I think in it's a gonna, franchise. I think it's going to be big one day. Make big waves. <laughs> it's called Dragon Ball Fighter Z. Yeah, Dragon Balls, Dragon Ball Fighter Z. So, I'll preface this that like I am somewhat familiar with Dragon Ball and Dragon Ball Z. Right. I'm ashamed as an anime enthusiast to say I know nothing about Dragon Ball. I've seen some episodes. I don't feel like I can be friends with Will Witten and Goose Payne and not through like social osmosis <laughs> learn a little bit. Something. Yeah, pick up things here and there. And Dragon Ball Vi- Fighters Z <laughs> Dragon Ball Fighters Z was always a game I was interested in cuz it looked amazing but i didn't have that connection to the franchise so i never picked it up you know sometimes you got to make these uh, monetary choices and what games you're going to invest absolutely in. yeah and with a fighting game if i can't sell it to my buddy steve here 
I'm probably playing that game alone unless I can talk Jesse into playing with me, mm-hmm. which she likes fighting games too. So never took the opportunity to get it. And then they added it to Game Pass yesterday or sometime this week. And last night I was getting online, getting ready to link up with you and Will. And I saw that it was on there. I was like, well, I'm downloading that. And when you got on, I was like, hey, download Dragon Ball. I I was so happy you asked me to. (laughs) And then Will gets online and we're like, hey, Will, download Dragon Ball. Now, it has one of the most lame confusing lobby systems for linking up with your friends and playing a game. Once you finally get it set up and going, it's not that bad. But boy, is it a headache at first. I think going forward, it'll be easier. That first time was just a pain. But now that we know how to do it, we have to pick our spot in the Mm -hmm. lobby with not a lot of people, which, you know, the game's been out for a while, so it's not like packed in there. You know, there's a respectable amount of people in there, especially now that it's on Game Pass. And it is... bananas (laughs) bananas <laughs> it is so fun yeah like, it's not hard to learn they made it easy to learn you can do long combos just by tapping one button mm-hmm. over and over again you'll just hit them three times knock them up in the air jump up in the air hit them a few more times and slam them back down to earth just by tapping the x button and uh but there's also tons of little variations in the gameplay that make it nuanced and yep. and worth and worth learning the, if you ever played systems. um the Marvel versus Capcom games, it has a similar you pick three fighters and mm-hmm. tag them out system, which I like. Mm-hmm. You can do one-on-one, I believe, but I like the three-on-three. Me too. It adds an extra layer of strategy and allows me to mess around with more characters mm-hmm. and figure Same. out who I like. But man, I you know, I didn't know what to expect from it. I've played Guilty Gear Strive, which is by the same uh, developer. Mm-hmm. Arc, Arc system. system works, yep. Great, and, great company, and fucking dug it. They seem to be like a powerhouse in the fighting game genre. Yeah, they, they've, I mean, you know, Capcom with Street Fighter is always going to have like a place in my heart. But I feel like Arc System is kind of the, well, in my heart, the du jour. I know there's other people who play other things, but I really like their stu- their style. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I feel like Arc System Works is kind of like the uh, golden child of fighting game aficionados. Mm-hmm. You know. Plus the anime, like, you know, vibe you it get from those games. Beautiful, yeah. man. That game is smooth and off the wall and crazy. And I had a blast playing. It was so fun. Yeah. It's so frenetic and there's so much involved that, like, you know, after a handful of matches, I was like, guys, I need to take a break from this because my hands are hurting. <laughs> I got them old man hands, man. You were kicking some ass with that dude. What's his name? Yamcha. Yamcha. Woo! That boy mad. (laughs) Man, I saw that dude's victory smile a few too many times last night. (laughs) I had a pretty pretty killer team with Yamcha, Trunks, and Goku Black, who I don't even know. Like I I said, I do not have by far an encyclopedic knowledge of Dragon Ball fighters, Dragon Ball characters, but... I don't know who Goku Black is, but he's a bad boy. <laughs> be ripping out that scythe, boy. Who is who is the guy who look you said looked like Ron Weasley? I like oh, that guy. I don't know Buff Ron Weasley. <laughs> yeah. I don't know the grappler guy. I yeah. liked him. Yeah. Oh yeah, because I got up to take a break, and you and Will played a couple matches, and I sat down to play you again, <laughs> and I was like, oh, Steve found Zangief, huh? <laughs> Steve found the Zangief in this game. <laughs> 
Yep, I love it. So what I what I wanted to highlight was it's such a solid fighting game that not even having that strong of a connection to Dragon Ball didn't matter. Didn't matter. So if you're a fighting game fan and you have Xbox Game Pass, check it out. Yeah, man. If you've got friends who like it and you can get some buddies to play with or you just yeah. like playing competitive fighting games, there's a, plenty of people to play online with. And it's got that good rollback netcode. Uh, not a bit of lag. Yeah. Like, it was really good. Yeah, that's, really the, good. that's the future of fighting games, that rollback netcode. It, it is. It, games going forward that don't have it won't be taken seriously so yeah i think it's going to become a prerequisite i think so like if there's a street fighter 6 in the pipeline which you have to imagine there is eventually they will be laughed off the face of the planet if they don't have rollback netcode right but uh i did want to give an honorable mention to injustice 2 i've never played injustice 2 played injustice 1 i've played most most of my time in an injustice game was in Injustice 1. I've played a little bit of 2. It's solid. It's a nether world? Nether realm. Nether realms. Nether realm fighting game. So, you know, if you've played any of the more recent Mortal Kombat's, it's the same company. It's DC characters. Uh, it's a lot of fun. Yeah. So I would say check that out if you want a little, like, fighting game with some DC characters. Feels like Mortal Kombat, but, you know, you're not going to have the blood... And no. guts. It's it's no. it, it's definitely more PG thirteen. But now, For with sure. that said, like even though you don't have finishing moves, they have these insane super moves they can do. Where I remember in the first one, like the Flash runs like all the way around the world to to deliver yeah. like a punch, which I thought was awesome. <laughs> yeah, they do some really cool stuff and some interesting dlc characters mm-hmm. like the ninja turtles mm-hmm. were dlc characters for injustice too so and see that's where they can kind of get you on the game pass in mm-hmm. a good way is like you they give you the base game like dragon ball mm-hmm. has like almost as many other characters as it has characters you can select you know and that's all dlc stuff so you end up paying for it a little bit if you really like the game so <clears throat> next genre platformers platformers and i think i okay there's a couple, there's a lot available on Game Pass, but to me, there are two standout stars. Let's hear them. The Ori games. Oh, man. Took the words right out of my mouth. Now, I have not beaten the Ori games. I've only played the first one a little bit, so I, I'm i going to let you pitch the Ori games as someone that's beat both of them mm-hmm. to the audience. Yeah, I went through both of them when a few months ago, maybe closer to a year, but both really good um they're metroidvania games for sure like where you have to unlock abilities that'll unlock other parts of the map that you previously couldn't get through Mm kind of deal but the storytelling is really good in that game the first one i played i remember getting really like kind of emotional during the beginning story it's really sad yeah and uh sets it up really good it's got like um I don't know. It's almost like a watership down kind of feel to it. Yeah, you know? I could see that. Kind of like you know nature being a big part of it, and um, the stories are just really well told. But the the platforming it can be they're they're not they're t- easy games. No, they're tough, yeah. despite the fact that it seems like it would be geared towards kids. They're tough. You you have to be on your shit with uh, your platforming skills in this stuff. Mm-hmm. But uh, really, I felt gratifying. Uh, both games felt gratifying to to and play all the way through. Gorgeous, mm-hmm. yep. they look amazing. Especially if you've got the Xbox Series X, mm-hmm. man, do these look good? Yeah, zero load. Times. Now I will throw in Limbo in the pro- platforming game. Uh, 
category. Fantastic game. Such an atmosphere. Dark. Such a unique game. By no means a newer game. You know, it originally came back in the 360 era. But if you like platformers and you've never played Limbo, you got to give it a try. Yeah. It's, it's like a puzzle platformer. Yeah. It's one you could beat in a day. Yeah. You know, if you... doesn't require a ton of commitment. Mm -hmm. And it'll stick with you. Yeah. And that company has done another game since then called Inside, mm -hmm. which is also fantastic. Now, I don't think that's on Game I don't Pass. Think, I was but... about to ask, because I haven't played that one. And yeah. If they... it was on Game Pass, I think I would have scooped it up yeah. and tried They have it. something else coming up down the pipe, too, I want to say, that will be on Game Pass. Yeah. Yeah. I can't remember what it's called. <clears throat> um, so those would be... I think, you know, as far as platformers go, those three are really going to serve you well. Mm -hmm, you yeah, know? Mm -hmm. absolutely with Ori games. I can't recommend them enough if you're into platforming. No, and, you know, there's also things like the Banjo-Kazooie games. If you're wanting more of like a Mario 64 3D platformer type game, uh, there's also a game called Super Lucky's Tale that's very in that vein of 3D platformer. So there's options available to you, but... I'd say, like, man, the Ori games and then Limbo, you're good to go. Absolutely. Um, so, another thing, a big one for me, RPGs. <laughs> There's a few of them on here. There's quite a few. Let me real quick just throw one more in on the platformers. I just saw Guacamelee. Good one. Oh. See, I almost considered should we do a separate platformers and Metroidvania section? Kind of, we can kind of just throw them in there. Yeah, Wakamele I mean, is real good. Yeah, we're yeah. gonna put Ori in there. That should be in there too. Yeah, I think so. Great game. Anyway, sorry the uh, RPGs because there's a lot of those. Okay, <laughs> let's go take a second. Yeah, if you want what I consider to be a shining beacon in Japanese RPG games as far as a modern game is concerned dragon quest 11 is a goddamn masterpiece i've heard you talk of wax ecstatic about that game a lot and it's uh, one that i eventually need to play but it's just yeah it, buddy, it's, a, it's it is, a lot of content it's a lot of yeah. content and it has multiple false endings where you think like aha <laughs> i'm about to beat the game and then there's hours left but it's good. It's beautiful. My one complaint, the music gets a little monotonous. Like every town seemingly sort of has the same theme. And you hear the same like adventuring theme when you're out in the map running around. But you know what I started to do at some points? Like if I was grinding or searching for upgrade materials or heaven forbid spending time in the casino. <laughs> buddy. I would put on a podcast or listen to an a audio book while I did that stuff. Um, and it starts off, like, the way it starts, you're like, like, what's up? Like, uh, this kind of seems like uh, a generic fantasy story. Doesn't start, but the way it builds in the characters you add to your party each have such cool stories. Like, Silvando is like this very flamboyant circus performer guy. Amazing character. Fucking amazing character. And characters that I didn't like, there's the, the very first guy you add to your party is this thief guy named Eric. And I was talking to my buddy Aaron Boyd, who had beat it before me, and just hating on that character. <laughs> Being like, ah, he's kind of lame. 
the stuff they do with his story later impeccable it is if this game came out in the super nintendo era era of games like around your final fantasy fours and sixes and chrono triggers it would be talked about in the same reverence as those games that's high praise man dragon quest 11 for a japanese rpg is where it's at that would be my first and prepare to spend a lot of time a lot of time playing that game <laughs> there's it is a long one most of these games are going to be pretty long the time commitment is a something you always have to take into account of, of course yeah you like if you're into rpgs you're usually pretty into them i would yeah. think and this is definitely a situation of you know it's going to tell the story it wants to tell no matter yep. how long it takes yep uh and uh there are final fantasy games available on game pass they sort of cycle them in and out which ones are available if you had to pick one if i had to pick one one single final fantasy game that is available and the games that are available right now are final fantasy 8 final fantasy um 10 or it's the collection that's final fantasy 10 and 10 to final fantasy 12 Mm -hmm. and 13 are up there right now if I had to pick one, I would say Final Fantasy Twelve. Okay. It is Final Fantasy Star Wars. Pretty good. It's a pretty it, good sell. When you if you've never played it, start playing it and tell me you don't see parallels to Star Wars where like, oh, this character's supposed to be Luke. Oh, there's Han. And instead of having a big Wookiee, he has a sexy bunny lady. <laughs> so Final Fantasy XII would be my recommendation of the Final Fantasy games available on Game Pass right cool. now. I don't believe I've played like any traditional RPGs on Game Pass, like the ones like the turn-based so ones it, you're speaking. Well, of. no, I, it, that's the thing. We can separate them into genre action like, RPGs. I have. Right. If I can only rec- if I could only recommend, and this would be just Game Pass. Period. It would be this game. It's near Automata. It's like one of the best games I've played. And it is... It is classic square weirdness. Mm -hmm. It's weird. But the story is... Woo. It is dark. Now, you have to kind of grind through, like, the middle storyline in the game. There's, like... it. it, When this dude makes a game, Yoko Taro, he makes games with, like, multiple endings and they're all important you're meant to play through this game more than once to get the full scope the third playthrough is your payoff for grinding through that second playthrough where you but you can kind of run through that pretty fast but the third playthrough you play through from a completely different perspective and it really ties the whole story together but just in terms of action mechanics it's really tight it's done Mm -hmm. by platinum platinum games which is and they're that's a that's a company who they have trouble coming up with their own things like when they work with somebody else right yeah Yeah. and now their own games are always impeccable action games but it's just story or uh, something something a little little weird yeah Yeah. but when they work with somebody like yoko taro who has these very specific interesting ideas it's just a mix-up of all these different types of games Mm -hmm. a little tiny bit of a shooter it's a bit of an action like beat em up kind of deal but it's definitely an rpg yeah so that's definitely the one i would recommend um okay so if you had to recommend the i consider this its own genre of rpg 
a Bethesda RPG, which are all available now right. on Game Pass. In fact, I think on Game Pass right now you can play Morrowind, Oblivion, Skyrim, Fallout 3, Fallout 4, Fallout New Vegas. I think all of those are available on Game Pass right now. Fallout 76. <laughs> yeah, that won't be my... <laughs> nah, that won't be my pick either. Um, that's a tough question. Um, personally... I would say Fallout 4, and I know that might sound blasphemous to some people, but because I, I enjoy New Vegas and 3, but I just prefer kind of like the quality of life changes mm-hmm. and the graphical improvements in 4. The shooting feels a little better in 4. 4 is going to feel the most modern. Right. If you've never mm-hmm. played a Bethesda RPG and you want something that feels the most modern, Fallout 4 is the one to go with, right. I think. Now, New Vegas has is the better rpg it's if we're if dense. we if we want to talk about that like that's got like so many ways you can change the world with choices and um weird things you can do so if you're into like kind of the out there actual role playing i would say new vegas but if you're looking for just kind of like a nice balanced experience between a little bit of action good bit of rpg and um fallout 4 fallout 4 yeah i would say Either Fallout 4 or Skyrim. Yeah. The thing about Skyrim is, once again, if you've never played a Bethesda RPG, I think Skyrim's going to feel a little long in the tooth to you. It's going to feel a little ancient in a lot of ways. In a lot of ways, when Skyrim came out, it felt kind of (laughs) ancient. Right. It's weird. It's like, you know how those people you know in high school that somehow look 40? Yeah. When they're in high school, that's that's Skyrim. Or that kid in the fifth grade that had a full mustache. (laughs) And you were just like, bro. You need to stop eating whatever chicken. <laughs> Whatever's going on at your house <laughs> needs to stop. Y'all need to stop with the ballpark Franks or whatever it is. Because, bro, you look like Groucho Marx with that mustache. Yeah. Skyrim is going to feel a little dated, perhaps. But if you can get into it, there's a lot to love. Yeah. There's a reason that that game still talked about today. And the reason it keeps getting re-released. Because it <laughs> yeah. is, it's a classic. There's no denying it. But... You know, I'll never be one to be like, man, the combat in Skyrim is so good and satisfying. Right, yeah. You know, it's the sense of discovery. The There's a lot to like. But if you want one that feels the most modern, I do agree. Fallout 4 is probably the way to go. All right, I wanted to take a quick aside. Okay. Because I feel like this deserves its own genre. Ooh. It's like something we talk about all the time. Yakuza. <laughs> Okay, because on Game Pass right now, we're calling this the Yakuza genre. On Game Pass right now, you can play Yakuza 0, Yakuza Kiwami, Yakuza Kiwami 2, Yakuza Yakuza 3, 4, 5, 6, and 7, like a dragon. There's two approaches to this, I feel. There's only two ways to go if you want to try out a Yakuza game. And it depends on what you think sounds more up your alley. If you want like a beat 'em up type game with light RPG elements, Yakuza Zero is the one to pick up first. And then if you like it, yeah, you can go th- continue to go through the series. <clears throat> if you want a turn-based RPG like Final Fantasy Dragon Quest style, set in modern day Japan with a Japanese crime story as its backdrop yakuza like a dragon is insane i haven't played that one yet because i'm being like stubborn and wanting to play through everything 
I feel like I'm going to struggle when I get to three, four, and five. I do too. (laughs) So this is the thing. The reason I think either one of those is a great starting point is because Yakuza Zero is like, it is Yakuza. I love that game so much. Me too. Like, I swear, it's one of my favorite games. Um, And a great place to start. But if you also want to play like a full-on RPG, like a turn-based RPG, and want to check out the Yakuza series... Yakuza Like a Dragon is a great starting on point because it's the beginning of a new story. Right, it's a reboot. No. Yakuza 0 through 6 tell a continuous story. Like, it is just a story that continues from game to game. Same characters show up. The story continues. That's a lot of story to take in. And it's a big ask. Right. I totally get it. I might just have to, like, get to 3, 4, and 5 and, like, go against my nature and not do every side quest, you know, and just try to get through I've heard 5 is long. Long. Yeah, that's, so, that's the mountain, right? That's my recommendation for jumping into the Yakuza series. Either 0 or 7, like a dragon. Right, because 6 is supposed to be pretty good. That's that's one of the reasons it's it, I want to kind of get through three four and five the middle part is to get to six because six is apparently like pretty awesome yeah and i've heard the stories in three four and five are really good right so it's just they're a little long in the tooth yeah and because so yakuza kiwami and kiwami 2 are remakes Mm -hmm. of the first two games uh three four and five are remasters meaning they took the playstation 3 versions of those games and sort of upscaled them. They didn't re- completely remake them from the ground up like they did the first two. So I, I have a feeling they're going to feel, you know, not as great. Right. But we'll see. All right. So we got those genres covered. I wanted to jump in to multiplayer. If you want to sit down, and we can break this into two different things. Couch co-op, you and someone else playing together on a couch. And online, Xbox Live Online, if you want to play with your friends. Playing with your friends online, Dead by Daylight. I was literally going to say, it can't be anything but Dead by Daylight for us. Dead by Daylight is (laughs) such a good game. We need to get back to it. It, We've we've been on break for a little while now, which is fine. We we literally played that game for like, I want to say two years straight every weekend, it felt like. (laughs) Almost. Like at least a year and a half. We have hundreds of hours into that game. And... Like they did that blood hunt over the summer, and I think that broke us a little. It was bit. we. I mean, we had just played so much. Yeah, uh, it's we still need to fun. get back. I to miss this. it though. I miss it too. Yeah. I, like, I'm ready to get back into it. Ready I, to get like, hurt again. Ready to get Hung hurt on a again. Hook. <laughs> Dust off my skills. Be posting them twenty five, thirty thousand blood point games at the end. Yep. But man, you want to talk about a game we got a lot of mo- uh, money's worth out of. In fact, they got a lot of money out of us because we just bought every mm-hmm. um, pack or whatever Stupid afterwards. costumes yeah, and shit. Yeah, I wanna, yeah. Let me spend $10 We had to make our, our guys look fresh, for oh, sure. Yeah. We had summer outfits, bro. <laughs> we had we had coordinated summer outfits. That's right. I remember we... Was it me, you, and Nick? Me, you, and, and Jesse. Jesse. That's right. We, me, you, and Jesse were all in a lobby, and we were playing with Rando. And <laughs> He sent me a message that was like, Oh, I don't. I I feel out of place not wearing the summer. <laughs> we were on our beach getups. Yep. Yeah, <laughs> man. So that would definitely be one. Obviously, you know, you've got your games, all your first-person shooter games. If you're in with a group that wants to play together in a first-person shooter, you've got endless options. Halo, Battlefield. We talked about them. 
Um, I would say another one that if you're looking for like a more chill experience where you and your buddies just want to play around and fuck around, obviously Minecraft mm-hmm. is one you could do. It's very chill. There's tons to do. I am by far no in no way a Minecraft expert. You know, I'm still sort of lo- learning as I go along, but it can be a lot of fun playing with your friends. Um, couch co-op. <sighs> I'm gonna throw Killer Queen Black out there. Okay, that's kind of an off off the wall one. It's a little more arcadey, but I think it'd be real fun couch co-op because it's just kind of fast paced, team based kind of deal. It's over really fast. Mm-hmm. You know that that one now fun. for couch co-op. I, there's three games, and this goes to the the core of my beat 'em up nature. Double Dragon Neon <laughs> and Streets of Rage Four. Streets of Rage Four, and you might as well even throw in that new Battletoads game. Sure, I haven't you know played I mean? that one, but I played a little bit of it, and it's fun. How's it's, How's Double Dragon Neon though? I'm more curious about that. It's, it's, I think that is a game that is underrated. Mm-hmm. Double Dragon Neon came out back in the 360 days. And it's on Game Pass and backwards compatibility right now. <clears throat> and it's a very 80s inspired, almost like, in some parts even feels a little inspired by Big Trouble in Little China. Ooh. Uh, and it's Double Dragon. It's it's Jimmy and Billy Lee whipping <laughs> ass, man. Kicking ass. And, Kicking uh, ass. And, and Battletoads. Did you, did you play Battletoads? I played some of it. <clears throat> it, it was tough. There was a fucking hover bike uh, level that felt like it went on for an hour and a half. But it was smooth and it looked nice. Um, <clears throat> and I just think beat-em-ups in a couch co-op situation yeah, are a lot of Yeah, they definitely make a lot of sense in that situation. Um, what else did we... was I going to think about for multiplayer? Star Wars Squadrons. Yeah. Pretty fun if you're into like the flight thing. Yeah. Solid flight simulator set in Star Wars. You know, the Star Wars universe. It is by no means as complicated or as uh, in-depth as something like X-Wing or TIE Fighter. Right, but it is a fun weekend. I remember I, like when that came out, we did a good job of working as a team because Jeff, Jeff is really good at that game, I remember. Because I would have a guy on my tail. Mm-hmm. I would just do the thing where I'd be like got, got somebody on my tail and he would sure enough just be like cool shoot him down we were dominating a lot of our matches because <clears throat> yeah i was bummed that that game sort of fell out of our rotation yeah as quickly as it did because i i mean obviously moves, that was right up my alley moves quick out there in them streets it sure does sure does dead by daylight was like what the fuck do you think you're doing <laughs> get your ass back get over, over here. here um oh if you want just pure unadulterated fun and you've got a group of friends to play with it could even be just you and one other buddy but if you can get a four piece together four piece nuggets together (laughs) download gears of war 2 and play horde mode oh yeah i love it yeah i mean all the gears actually is really fun co-op i don't know if you can do couch co-op campaign I think you can do split screen. Some stuff you yeah. still can do split screen. Well, I know with that for stuff. yeah, you definitely can because the first time I ever played Gears of War one was split screen. With no, the earlier stuff definitely. Yeah, I yeah. wasn't sure if like five, four, and five were. I don't know about those. Yeah, but the old ones for sure. I loved Horde mode, especially in two. Um. All right. So, 
what other genre do you think roguelike there's tons of these dead cells <laughs> dead cells is definitely i would say top on the list in but there's more there's children of morta explain a road a roguelike okay to... so so um basically it's a game that's like an rpg where you start and you try to accomplish something hades is a roguelike which mm-hmm. is also on game pass which probably should be the top one we recommend that would be the top one i recommend. <laughs> yeah uh where you start out weak uh and you try to progress through a level or whatever you die and you start over with basically the same way you started with nothing but you eventually unlock things that will eventually empower you on future runs so you're never quite like yeah it's more about like slow steps through these levels or whatever it is like slow progress learning them Mm -hmm. and then you know the satisfaction of finally getting past a difficult part right Mm -hmm. yeah hades dead cells um children of rogue if we wanted to do the card stuff like slay the spire and monster train (laughs) so i was gonna get a lot of time out of those i was going to even separate out into like indie games Mm -hmm. smaller games a lot of the roguelikes fall into that category. Yeah, and, and that's where I figured I could let you yeah. wax poetic about gotcha. Slay the Spire and stuff. Yeah, Enter, um, Enter the Gungeon is mm-hmm. another really good one. That's on. That's a tough one, and also a good couch co-op game. You can't play it online together, which kind of sucks because that's like feels like one that would be awesome as such. But it's a really good couch one too. Very tough, but uh, fun. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> man. Um, so let's let's sort of end it with like the smaller games or like even like quote unquote more casual games we don't use that in a negative connotation right. by any means no there's um, a lot of small gems in in there and that are really yeah worth and your honestly time. some of my favorite things on game pass are the smaller things because sometimes like i want to try out a new game there's not like a big triple a release out mm-hmm. so i'll go and look in the xbox store and look at some of the smaller titles that maybe I missed. And, like, you know, I could spend 10 or 15, 20, 30 bucks on one of these games and it'd be a bit of a stinker. Right. Now, what I can do instead is go to Game Pass and find a similar type game, you know, and download that without the spending the game in, you know, play it for two hours. And if it sucks, it's no big deal. Right. Mm-hmm. But that doesn't mean there isn't good stuff. Oh, yeah. You know, um, I would say, I mean, obviously you brought up Slay the Spire. Yeah, I mean, I've put hundreds of hours into that game on on Xbox, on PlayStation. My wife's put hundreds of hours in on her Switch. We we love that game in that in our house. And Monster Train's a similar game, card based. You know, um, lots of intricacies in the actual playing of the cards where you can get like combos mm-hmm. and you're building it's your another deck. one of those games that starts off like deceptively simple mm-hmm. but man the layers and the strategy that you can employ mm-hmm. in that game yeah and you've got a little bit of progression for each character like um they hold back some of the cards mm-hmm. uh until you you level up quote unquote and then once you've leveled all the way up then the progression becomes this thing called ascension where basically every time you beat the game it gets a little bit harder a little bit harder Mm -hmm. a little bit harder it keeps adding these little multipliers in there to to try to slow you down and then making it all the way to the top level in slay the spires case ascension 20 is uh is the the ultimate goal and i've gotten a little over halfway there 
I got to level 11 recently with one of the characters and I got an achievement for it that 1.15% of Xbox Sheesh. players have. So that was just for getting halfway. So, so uh, one I would like to throw out in sort of the indie, more casual game category would be Donut County. I, that looked really fun to me. I never played it. You played okay. it? Yeah. So listen, <laughs> man, you're a raccoon. Oh, All right. Well, that's r- already. And it's... like, it's a puzzle game. It's the, uh, one of the weirdest puzzle games I've ever played, where basically you're a raccoon that moves these giant holes around to suck stuff in. And the more stuff you suck in, the bigger the hole gets. And like, so you have to think of creative ways to like get smaller stuff. So then you can like suck a car into the hole. And it is like delightful. It's funny. And. Um, also sort of deceptively simple at first to where later in the games they'll give you like bonus objectives to like do different things and you really got to sort of plan it out to do it correctly but I enjoyed my time with it it's a game small and download size you could put it on your Xbox try it out if it's not your thing it's not your thing but if it is your thing you're going to get a couple of hours just chilling and dropping stuff in holes it's weird it is a very weird game but it comes highly recommended for me that's awesome i've got one more that i've got to mention too and that's darkest dungeon that one was a game that i put a lot of time yeah into. you did uh and i really love it i <laughs> i didn't get anywhere in it either i feel like i like in terms of the end game like i kept getting my guys killed poor bastards but there's a sequel coming out that i'm really looking forward to checking i out saw too. the trailer for that today with the new art style looks really good <laughs> it looks really good i'm wondering if people are gonna hate on it because it's a change nah i but... mean there's honestly there's so much in darkest dungeon there's so much in that game that's the crazy mm-hmm. thing about some of these game pass games yeah even if you game... get into them on like a level like a gamer you can put literally hundreds of hours into some of these games like i have yeah even crazily. when we're talking about these smaller mm-hmm. quote unquote you know more casual or indie games like yeah there's still a lot of gameplay to be had in something like Slay the Spire. Donut mm-hmm. County, look, that is, once again, probably a game you could beat in an afternoon. Which, um, there's value in that, too. I okay. like I like beating games. You know? Tetris Effect Connected. Ooh. Look. Let me smoke a little joint. Yeah, you like to get a little lifted. Get a little lifted. <laughs> Play some Tetris Effect, Tetris Effect Connected. It is so fucking cool, it's man. It's wild, yeah. It's wild. The music is cool. The way the music and the levels react to you making, you know, lines and Tetrises and stuff. It's great. And it's fucking Tetris. Yeah. You know what I mean? Perhaps maybe the best game ever made. Like, yeah, it's up there. Yeah. You know what I mean? Ingenious. So, and it's weird that in the year of our Lord 2020, we're getting new quote unquote versions of Tetris that are just as fucking compelling. Yeah, it's wild. I mean, good good job by them, too. That's a great game. And the fact that it's on Game Pass, too. A lot of these games are yeah. wild to me. I want to bring up The Ascent, just because that's from a smaller studio. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It doesn't look like an indie game when you play it. Uh, that's that's definitely probably more in the RPG category, action RPG. But that one's really fun. Cyberpunky, good yeah, little shooter. Yeah, you know, that's another thing. Like, I feel like just a few years ago, if you said indie game... Or something like that. You might, in your head, even visualize something that looked a little cheaper. Mm-hmm. But that's not the case anymore. No. You know what I, I mean, mean? That game's made with an Unreal Engine, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's there's still 
stuff out there that you can get. Um, now, I'm going to talk about a game before I make a, another couple of slight suggestions that I don't recommend. Okay. Overcooked 2. Oof. You want to talk about a game that will end friendships yeah, and tough. relationships? And it's fun. The thing that sucks is it's fun. It is fun. Yeah, it's it's just it's too much pressure. You got to yeah. really be the, with the right kind of buddies to play something like that. Yeah, the the thing so the whole idea is it's a cooking it's a cooking game mm-hmm. where you and your buddies are working in a kitchen and orders are coming in and you have to prepare food, but like you got to chop vegetables, you got to fry stuff, you got to bake stack stuff it on the plate stack correctly. It. You got to wash dishes mm-hmm. and it's timed. Yeah, and you and you're getting orders, and you have to not trip over each other, getting in yep. the way. You got it's it's and you got to manage a lot of stuff at once. You kind of got to if you're going to do decently, you kind of have to play a level, fuck it up, and then go. Okay, here's the plan. Like let's try this out for the next one. It's it sucks that it's so frustrating, but so fun. Yeah, you know, <laughs> I wouldn't even say it's a bad game. It's a good game. But boy, no, it is, yeah, it's, it, it, I, man, it's a relationship ender. It does what it tries to do. There was a game a while ago that was similar vibes about moving. I don't think it was on Game Pass. but Oh, it was, I know what you're talking about. Geez, we, me and my wife tried that, and I lasted about an hour, and I was like, let's never play this again. <laughs> so um, two more sort of quote-unquote casual games. I think you have to bring up Full Throttled Remastered and Grim Fandango Remastered. Both of them are remasters of classic sort of point-and-click adventure right. games. That Lucas I love. Film. And I've yeah. never played through those. And both of them are very good. And they're on Game Pass. And if you liked, you know, say, you know, King's Quest or Space Quest. Maniac or Mansion. Day of the Tentacle, which I think its remastered version is up on People are like, Game what? Pass. <laughs> yeah, if you liked those games back in the day... The remastered versions of them on Game Pass are awesome, and they come highly recommended from the. From I'm, gonna, the I'm gonna check those out, dude. I would say for you, check Full out Throttle. Full Throttle yeah. first. Yeah, I even had Grim Fandango a long time ago. I I played a little tiny bit of that on PC mm-hmm. way back when. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of some broad uh, recommendations yeah. for me. Some other like AAA titles. I mean, oh, like we talked about Control earlier. That's a fantastic game. You have to check out Control. It's uh, amazing. Yeah, it's great. Um the Batman games are on there, like the Arkham mm-hmm. Arkham stuff, which are I would are great. Um, I also want to preface or or make sure to mention that Mass Effect 1, 2 and 3 are available if you have EA access with Game Pass Ultimate. But they're not the re- are those they're not the remasters, not, right? It's not the legendary edition. However, the cool thing about EA Access is they put all their games on EA Access after six months. So the only reason I'm not recommending Mass Effect was because very soon the legendary edition is going to be up on Game Pass. And if you want to check out Mass Effect, you should wait for that. Yeah, that's so probably what, that's what I would doing. say. Yeah. Um, but yeah. We'll probably come back to touch on this topic every now and again, like I think you mentioned. Yeah, because yeah. stuff leaves, new stuff's coming. I think mm-hmm. next year's probably going to be a pretty decent year for Game Pass. This year has been, to be completely pretty honest. Pretty darn good. Yeah. yeah. It's good. You know, there's lots of other stuff, too, that we didn't mention. There's tons of good stuff. So, hey, you guys, if you have a Game Pass suggestion and you want to be featured on the show, send us a voicemail or an email to highpotionpod at gmail.com. Uh, leave us a five-star review on iTunes if you haven't already. 
and follow Steve on Twitter at Stone Cobra. Follow the podcast at High Potion Pod, and go try out something on Game Pass. If you have Game Pass available to you, be it on Xbox or PC, you got to give it a shot. It is well worth the money. Yeah, yeah, I love, I love Game Pass. I love just getting in there and browsing like I'm in a. a Camelot Records or something or, or, like or that. movie time video back in the day like ooh who's coming home with me tonight right. ooh I don't know I'm gonna install five things and only check out one of them and then a couple weeks from now I'm gonna be like oh I don't have room on my hard drive I wonder why time to delete something been staring at Chris Chris Tales and um, uh, Australia Australia Ascending for forever I've played those those look good too I've messed Just around with both they were neat yeah so Octopath well, Traveler. Oh, Octopath Traveler was really good. I, I want to play the Xbox version. Oh, we got to end it at some point. <laughs> Guys, thanks so much. We'll see you next Love week. Love y'all. See y'all. Bye. Ah!